You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride and on Twitter at Slow Ride Pod. Hello, welcome to the Slow Ride Podcast. This is Tim Hayes in lovely Gainesville, Florida. One more week. Um, guys, things are going well. Thanks for recording a little bit early, but we had to hit the news of the Giro. So I'm excited to talk about it today. Yeah, me too. I'm uh, the little guy. I'm in Minneapolis. I got to pet a baby horse. That seems Was it the context. American Pharaoh? The what? Was it the American Pharaoh? Uh, no, it's just a baby horse. Okay. Do you know what the American Pharaoh is? No, I'm assuming it's Pharaoh Saunders, but you're probably going to tell me it's something else. Yeah, it's the horse that's going for the Triple Crown next week at the Belmont oh. Stakes. Oh, my God. My dad's going to be so mad that I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, I have not. Did your dad ever take you to the horse track when you were a kid? Did he ever take me to the horse track? Yeah, I spent a lot of time with the horse <laughs> did track. You, did he ever? <laughs> I did, I've done all my, all my uh, horse track gambling was like pre-12. <laughs> did you come to the horse track with me, though, for my bachelor party? I did. I, did. I didn't gamble, though. I just came. Wait, Whereas it just you out. had too many bad memories? Like you no, just I, were... have, I have good memories of the horse track because I one I was the only kid at the horse track. So if you go, if you get taken to the horse track right after school as a kid, um, you're the only kid there. So like all the like all the like women that work there just like dote on you. So I would like get cherry cokes and they put like twelve cherries in it, and I'd order like roast beef sandwiches and they'd like slip me some extra fries and they'd be like, "Oh, you're so cute." And they'd pinch my cheek and stuff because like I was, you know. The next youngest person there was 35 and had an alcohol problem. So, I mean, it was great. Um, <laughs> Did he give you like would, $5 every time? Like, here's five bucks. You, you I can would bet place, it. He'd place uh, $2 to show bets for me. So that was the cheapest bet and always to show. And so I would do that, and then I would pay him back for the $2, and I'd keep the winnings. Nice. <laughs> so he, at least he made you – so you learned responsibility. He made you pay, pay him back for the loan. <laughs> that was good. My mom was never excited about it, but I was – skin off my back i'd come home with some money and usually what i do because we didn't go out to eat much because surprise surprise we didn't have a lot of money growing up um and so i would use that money to buy the said roast beef sandwiches and cherry cokes and they had frozen yogurt down on the first floor that was nice <laughs> anyway uh, all right yeah and, uh, i am i Good am stuff. spencer how in boston massachusetts uh this is the slow ride podcast a show about bikes believe it or not um, what Life rumors. Horse racing is just like track racing. Same shit. Yeah, it is. Much. And speaking of guys, speaking <laughs> of track racing, yeah, Elio Kaisa winning today at the Giro, the yeah, final he's stage. He's a tracky. That's true. He's won the six days of Ghent like five times. The yeah. Guys mm-hmm. Win. It's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Um. Yeah, that's exciting. It wasn't on my Velo Games team, so it wasn't. That exciting. Yeah, so how do we want to get into this uh, Jiro awesomeness? I mean, first off, can we talk about Tinkoff's pink hair today? Oh, that was pretty bad and good. Terrible at the same time. I don't think there was anything good about that. (laughs) 
No, I think it's good that at least one owner of a professional sports team is insane. So what is I, what does this remind you of, Loga? You were talking a little bit off the air about oh, where, well, where Tinkoff Credit Systems team is, well, is slowly yeah, going. Yeah, where it's slowly heading. Well, yeah, shades of uh, rock racing with uh, the hair, the sort of just not caring so, at all what anyone thinks. I heard there was perhaps some uh, some some hand gestures sweet. were made. So this is like oh, the yeah. – uh, are Michael you saying Ball. like – Olaf Olaf Tinkov is the uh, Mark Cuban of of pro tour cycling, or what? What are you saying here? He's the what was it, Michael Ball? The Michael <laughs> Ball of of yeah, of pro well, tour cycling. Well, he was a cycling owner. No, I'm talking Mark Cuban, well, the owner of the Mavericks. Yeah, Mark Cuban was a little crazy. I don't, See, does he own, I don't think I he think owns like, the Mavericks anymore. But yes, I don't know. Mark Cuban's a crazy guy. But I think Mark Cuban's actually like Tinkov's actually a good businessman. Cuban's actually a good businessman. Tinkoff, though, did start by selling jeans, and Rock really? Racing came tumbling down because all they sold was overpriced, ugly jeans. Really so it's sort of like a yin and a yang. Here's the thing, though, with the Michael Ball. Like, Michael Ball and Tinkoff, it's a great uh, juxtaposition because both have pictures now flicking off the camera. There's the one with Contador up on the so shoulders. Edgy. I retweeted it. And he's like, it's yeah, he's giving the double birds. And you're like, yeah. Then there's a photo of him uh, drinking a giant bottle of champagne out of the passenger seat of the uh, Tinkoff team <laughs> car. during. The there's a picture there. of him. He just looks like a happy puppy, like a happy like, pink-haired puppy with his head out the window. Like one Are of those poodles container? that people like <laughs> dye funny colors and cut their hair in yeah. interesting shapes. I, I don't think open container rules um, apply on the lap. Drinking, you know, they're always like ah, passing out the champagne. It's Europe. That stuff doesn't yeah. really apply in general. It's all it's, it's Italy. As long as it's an Italian, um, <laughs> it, it was so, made in Italy. So Tinkoff, of course, is celebrating Alberto Contador's big win and yeah. gentlemen. Yesterday's stage to Sestriere was very good. Amazing. Um, yeah. First off, kudos to myself for pronouncing that correctly. Secondly, mm. the gravel grinding mm. was oh, amazing. This is going to sell you know so that? many slack-angled bikes. I don't even oh. think the gravel part was that exciting. It was just it was just the racing that whoa, no, occurred, no, wait, not whoa. because of the gravel. I know, I know I'm going on a limb here, Spencer. But Marketing I don't think the gravel really companies everywhere are like crumbling around you. Don't You can't say this out loud. Right. We're going to lose oh, a lot of sponsors because yeah. of you now. Okay. Oh, I know all those all those <laughs> slack bikes. So, so the gravel stage was pretty awesome. Contador is completely isolated. Yeah, the Which Astana boys. New. The Astana boys are just attacking them left and right, and then Ryder Heshtal gaining fans once again. Yeah, with perhaps a motor in his bike, uh, <laughs> climbing to the top of the mountain, and then. Oh man, what a great stage! It I was mean, so much fun to watch, and it reminded. And then they, they, the announcers kept talking about Jose Rujano's win. I know that's all, all you cared ago, about. And my heart kept breaking, Aww. and I kept imagining of when Rujano looked back at Simone when Simone had the water bottle in his hand, <laughs> and Rujano attacked. And then I picked him moment. first, first pick of the fantasy draft all those years ago. Not really panned out the next year. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was an amazing stage. Yeah, you guys, I I know it's been unfashionable uh, with with the cool cycling people to be into Hagedal lately, but holy holy shit, did he ride just Man, amazing! Everybody's in this last week. into him. What are you talking about? 
People are well, so. I feel like there's there's a pretty there's a contingent that was all into him, and then there's a lot of people that kind of been hating on him. Well, there's the people that are just... like, well, I don't know if like the mechanical doping is what you guys should be looking for. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah. Well, but he... you know, like think of all the guys we're we're all into that have yeah. had shady past. Well, for, He's well, had for anyone. For anyone listening who doesn't know, Hazardal is one of the ones who just got the light slap on the wrist, you it's know, true. out of the whole Lance it's thing. True. And and I'm like, yeah, Contador had his problems, but he did his two years, blah, blah, blah. Um, most other people, you know, didn't get off with quite the uh, uh, he did get ease right. that Hazardal yeah. did. And, and the That's rest true. of the ilk uh, from that six-month suspension barrage, none of them are racing anymore, you know? They all had the good Danielson. sense to be like, you know what, I'm hanging it up. Except for Danielson, who sucks now. <laughs> well, yeah. so the thing with Heshtal, though, what in I... In Danielson's w- defense, he always kind of sucked. The thing yeah. I liked about That's Heshtal's uh, race was that he he didn't seem to care to be the one to do the work. And it was actually exciting. So if you take away the side, like background and what they've done, it was entertaining to see someone leaving it all out there and riding for GC, even though it was for fifth place. Like, he didn't care. He was he was going. And that yeah. was that was cool. Uh, well, it made for an exciting stage. It him, almost made up for those glasses. Oh, almost. Him, Steve, Spencer can pronounce his name because he likes him. What's his name? <laughs> Lotto uh, Jumbo Steve. What, Creswick? Is there we go. Creswick. Yeah. Those two guys, Hizal and him, for you know being that second group of guys that were off the podium and didn't have a chance for it, rode so aggressively. We're always willing to go on the attack. It just made it such a great race. And I think it was a super exciting race because you had like 12 different approaches to finishing high in GC. You had consistency. You had anonymous a la Harmar Zabeldia consistency in uh, what's his name from FDJ mm-hmm. and uh, Cataldo from BMC who like you never saw in the front group ever. But they always like finished in the second group every day. And then suddenly at the end of it, you're like, holy, who are you and why are you in the top 10? And then you've got these guys that like Hezhdal that like lost tons of time and then went big every day mm-hmm. in the third week and mm-hmm. suddenly are fifth. Like a week ago, Hezhdal was what, like 12? Yeah. You know? It was interesting. A lot of people seem to turn it on for the last week there. Like Iran came out of nowhere. He had been you got better. completely sucking all, all year long until the last couple of stages. And well, So I, when you're talking about that anonymous guy, the little guy from FDJ, Alexander... Alexandra Genies. Yeah, I mean, he, he's Whatever. a good he's a good writer. I'm not saying he's he got ninth like place. Anonymous. Do you know what he won yeah. this year? He won Tro Bro Leon. Did he? Yeah. Really? Yeah. All right. Well, so I, I'm with you though. I, there is the different styles to go, and you know, Koenig did go down to sixth place, and I know we yeah. were talking about him, and you know, where would he have been if he didn't have to shepherd uh, Richie yeah. Port to Port his no. non-finish? Back to the yeah, but. tour bus. <laughs> I'm a little bummed that, um, and, I, and I and I enjoyed watching Landa attack just mm-hmm. nonstop. I was bummed one that uh, that team orders made him kind of hold up and wait for Aru. Not that Aru didn't ride a great race and deserved to win, yada yada, whatever the hell. But like Landa was definitely the stronger climber and mm-hmm. could have taken more time out of Contador and maybe made yesterday a little scarier for Contador. But I was a little bummed that Amador um, didn't make podium because it would have been our first Costa Rican rider on the podium. Mm-hmm. He did get fourth. And that would have been cool. He got fourth, which is great. It's still a great and, result, but it was so close dude, to the podium. And it, people that's always totally make a podium. Difference. What are you talking about? Every podium I've well, seen. Yeah, there's at yeah, least five. True. At least right, the podium five. goes five deep. 
And then who so, is six? Koenig? So Koenig has to hold Contador's bike. No, yeah. no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Koenig has to hold okay. Contador's bike. Okay. Sorry, sorry, God, sorry. I forgot the way podiums worked. Oh, uh, yeah, so confused. Hey, so off top of your head, do you guys know who the top placed American was? Well, Dan Martin's not was in the race. John Kerry. No, not uh, John Kerry. We'll get to John Kerry later. You know, he was he just couldn't finish. He crashed in on the curb in Milan. Uh-oh. Was um, there an American in the race? There's a couple. So in 99th place from Team Giant Alpecian is yeah. uh, Chad Haga. Yep. I don't Chad even Haga. know who that is. Uh, I called him then, out a couple episodes ago, little guy. Yeah. He's an American to watch. And then, and then Brent Brookwalter, I think, was the – nope, Caleb Farrelly beat him. And then we had Brent Brookwalter. I think we only had three Americans in the race. Hmm. So anyway – uh, it wasn't Tyler America. Hamilton performance, but uh, you know it was it was all right all the way through. Um, so did you, did either wait? Did either of you uh, scroll? Because you know the Giro has more prizes than any other race. Like, oh my god! There's uh, not just a sprinters and a mountain prize, which was great that that mountain prize was so uh, hotly contested. Um, even though Johnny uh, Visconti won it. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm so upset. Why are you, you upset scroll? that? Why are you upset that Visconti won it? He is my least favorite rider, and it's one of those things that I can't fully uh, put into words. It's just like every time I see him, he makes me upset. That's interesting because I actually like him. He, you know, and it doesn't. It's one of those things that doesn't make sense because I like the way I do like the way he rides. Like any other rider would like it, but he just has always seemed like kind of an entitled prick. So you'd rather have Landa have won the mountains competition than? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, come on. Let's be honest. Landa was the best climber in the race, really. But that's not what the mountain climb. I know it's not. I know it's not. About. No, it's not. And if you look at the sprint competition, it was won by a guy from Trek Factory Racing, which I didn't even know they were in that race. <laughs> they were. Um, but if you look through the competitions, there are so many competitions, and I have no idea what any of them are. And people I've never heard of won many of them, which tells me that they must have been hotly contested doing whatever they were doing that mm-hmm. guys you never saw have could it? have won. There's the classifications that I just don't understand. I mean, you're absolutely right. You know. Yeah, it's weird. Um, no fish jersey though, so that's a bummer. Anyway, yeah, I top team. The top team was Astana. That was pretty cool. And that's not surprising. <laughs> they won five no. stages. A hundred. Yeah, they won five stages. So, anyway, good, good Giro. Anything else we want to kind of cap off on this? They they well, stuck out to you guys. The thing. I mean, the thing that comes up naturally now with the Giro being over and the and the way it all turned out is, is the Giro Tour double possible? Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm gonna. I think. If I think it's possible, do it, it's but it's not going to happen. If if you, anyone else, yeah, if anyone else had won the Giro, I would say no, it's not possible. But since Contador did, I think it is. Contador, I has... worry about. Oh, go on, Tim. Well, no. I. I was just going to say that Contador had to defend. Contador had to answer the race. Meanwhile, Froome and Quintana and Nibali are sitting there, you know, not their feet up, but they're getting in some quality training that's not a, uh, you know, they're not the ones that had to attack. And, you know, Astana was just launching attacks left and right on Contador, and Contador had to respond to win the pink jersey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, how how much but, of the, how much of the con- the Astana strategy that you guys think 
was based on the fact that one, it would make the race hard for here, and maybe that would benefit a room. Maybe it wouldn't, but that like if nothing else, I mean, obviously they won a lot of stages and they took second and third. That's great, but they really softened up Constantor. They worked him over. So I was on a ride. Did they though? Did they? Because he just rode away from them most of the time, and that last stage, he just looked like he was like, as long as I don't lose five minutes, I'm fine. The the thing that feels tough is like. How often have you seen somebody win a Grand Tour and that he didn't have teammates around him? Like, he had to do it kind of all by himself. Mm-hmm. And my only concern of the doing the double is that, like, he had to go pretty deep. Like, okay. you know, them, so deeper then than the, we think. So then the flip side of that, real quick, would be, did Astana work their whole team over and now Nibali's going to be in that same situation come July? Oh. No, no, no. Scarponi, Scarponi has been tweeting <laughs> lots of photos of himself, like eating pizza, going to the beach, he, hanging out with the kids. Is he the only he guy is, you follow on Twitter? <laughs> tranquilo. Um, yeah, you know, I, 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 I agree. Like a bunch of their mountain guys, I don't know. They're not sending Landa. They're not sending Aru. They're probably sending Terlongo. But and then Scarponi, I have to admit, is not actually that helpful anymore. So I was on the ride today and uh, team ride and. One of the guys was talking about how up until stage 20, Contador looked completely unbeatable. Mm-hmm. He, looked, he looked like a machine that we all expect him to be. Like he yeah. was on point both physically, medically, and um, phys- uh, scientifically with his bike. Mm-hmm. But I'm <laughs> telling you, on 20, he looked beatable. And I agree. Yeah. For a second there, it could have snapped. Now, he fought through it like a champion. You know, yeah. like he won that pink jersey on stage 20 uh, to Sestriere. But is he going to be able to do that at the tour when the team itself, when Tinkoff is going to have double allegiance there? They're going to have to both watch Contador, but then they're also going to have to keep Sagan to be, mm. you know, they're going to have to bring out. I don't think they're telling Sagan he's got to work for Contador. If he wants to come. He works for Considor because yeah. I, I think this double is way more important than him winning a stage or yeah. any of that crap. He's on his own. But I, I agree. Saxo Bank, they brought, they brought Basso and Rogers, who should be their best climbing. Where were they? You know, their best climbing helpers. Yeah, where were they? When, the go, when it got tough at the end of a race, gone. They were, I bet riding, you there in the they were riding through for training. They were getting their miles yeah. in. I bet you they're there for the tour. Because Contador didn't clearly didn't need the help, <laughs> which is amazing. I'm sure he would have appreciated it. <laughs> yeah, he maybe probably. was like, at the end of the day, he was like, "No, it's cool. I got through it, guys." When they were like, "Oh, sorry, so- at dinner," but he would, <laughs> you know, he was like, "No, it's cool." But in the back of his head, he was like, "Yeah, thanks, Mick." Yeah. Are any of these other? Contender. Are any of these other top, you know, fifteen or so guys? Have we heard if they're going to also be coming to the tour? I'm talking about Uran. I'm talking about Vandenbroek. Do we know if uh, Koenig will be there at the tour to help Froome? Do we know, know about Heshtal? Like, like do Heshtal's, we... he's, he's talking about wanting to do the tour. It sounds like what it's not Landa written in stone. What about Landa and Aru? Landa and Aru to help Polly. It sounds like they're both doing the Volta, or at least Landa's doing the Volta. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't okay. know if anybody else in the top ten is uh, probably Maxi Mumfor. But so who was the last... I mean, Aru, let's talk about him real quick. Young Buck... Uh, I have not seen a young stallion like that conquer the Giro since um, the Cobra, Ricardo Rico, all those years ago, and it was kind of fun to watch. It brought some excitement. Well, maybe then they'll like put him in the tour team at the last minute to deflect attention from Nibali, and he can he can go off the front, maybe attack and like win a couple stages like early on. Maybe. So guys, and let's then- uh, 
Ruin Let's uh, check into the uh, Velo games. Uh, right. Spencer, congratulations. But the, really the big uh, hero, Alex Hutchinson of uh, Team Twisted Trails uh, from Florida here, an author, um, yeah. wrote a mountain bike book. He, he, he absolutely slayed it. He and if you, look into, if you look into his team, um, I, I wonder how he would, would have done over. He got 205th overall out of 9,400 entries. Nice. He had Contador. Nice. He had Aru. He had Landa. He had um, Landa. Landa was the pick. Landa was Landa's for sure pick, the pick, man. He was he like also, six he points. He had Greipel. He had Greipel as his sprinter. Probably could have done a little bit better. But he did have like Luke Durbridge today, who got second on that uh, great stage. Um, and he had Michael Matthews as his uh, wild card. But great job all the way across. Uh, Alex Hutchinson, um, you win a high five. Uh, second place, Team Scuzzy, and third, uh, the Slow Riders podcast, David Pickler. Hmm. Um, best overall, Spencer Howe among the three of us. Uh, seventh place, uh, Spencer. Nice. And little guy in a very close ninth place. That there was Ooh. a uh, ASAP Lamprey was in the middle. Top ten. And I'm definitely uh, down here. And uh, I You're lost. You're just training for the he, tour, Timmy. You're just I, training, for, training the for the tour. tour. I did lose to Keith Richards, uh, my oh. business partner Swift Cycle, so I'm sure I'm going to have to uh, work extra hard. And he, he gave me by a lot. earlier. <laughs> yeah, you were, you were a little, little typical, and, uh, typical Timmy, give a, we call that. Let's give a shout-out to a friend of the podcast, Gafsa, Greg Afsa of the Germain Fireballs for getting last place, and Brian Gerding. Six from the bottom for Top Sport Minneapolis. So nice. Good thanks job. for everyone for uh, playing. We'll definitely be back with uh, – um... oh, wait. I did beat Roller Derby, so there you go. Uh, we will be back uh, in a few weeks with the, the tour. Um, mm-hmm. If you need any advice on who to pick for the tour, uh, we're here. I would definitely uh, go with Nairo Quintana because he will be the winner. Um, Tim, Tim has good advice to listen to. Hey, who, who won our uh... – 16th stage 16th contest or whatever last last time we haven't talked about that we're gonna get <laughs> none of us haven't pulled up and figured we're out we're gonna get to that after the break little guy hey this is Mo Bruno Roy and you're listening to the Slow Ride Podcast So we, we dug back deep. 16th place on stage 16. Winner of a Swift Cycle care package. Um, D Trader. Dustin, congratulations. He picked Darwin Adapuma because of our friends at the Speed Metal Cycling Podcast who must have uh, brought him up. So great stuff. Our 16th place winner, D Trader. And guys, with that, I think we just put a uh, cap on the Giro and we move on to everyone's most favorite topic, motors in the bike. Mm. So real quick, let me just say this. We don't need to go too much into motors on the bike. We have fact that Ryder Heshtal had a motor in his bike because there's a YouTube video that disproves <laughs> all science of inertia. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, for those of you that haven't seen that, fact, go, yeah. Yeah, that shows, on the uh, slow ride podcast but yes it shows a uh, heshtal crashing and his bike continues and so people are like well the wheels keep moving and which was quickly disproven by a scientific uh video that people show yeah it's called centripetal force but anyways i just want to ask real quick guys are we ever going to catch someone with a motor in their bike yes they will catch so. somebody probably not at the pro tour level but um i think Definitely, they'll catch something like Pro Conti. 
at some okay. point. Okay, so this gets to the next level because we know for a fact that motors and bikes can happen. Mm-hmm. We've seen uh, Cycling Tips has done their whole uh, thing on it. Yeah. Will the first person that gets caught with a motor in his bike or her bike be hated more than someone that has actually been using EPO? Like, I bet like they what? will. I and I don't know why Ooh. that is. I feel like people are are, are more. I don't know the the it. answer to this question, Tim. But I can tell you with certainty that that person who is first caught will be a masters racer from Florida. <laughs> that, that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I just really want to be there for when the first guy with the motor gets caught because I want to see his expression when they start like taking out the seat post. And he starts like hiding it. It will remind me when. Remember when baseball pitchers would get caught with a uh, like sandpaper yep. in their pocket, and they'd throw it out like, and then they'd be like, mm-hmm. "What? Like I don't have anything in my pocket." I, I imagine it will be something like that. Like mm-hmm. you don't need to check that. No, I don't. Yeah, I got it there. It can never be as amazing though, because there won't be fifty thousand people seeing them go. Oh, over there. What? I didn't throw anything <laughs> behind me. Anyways, so motors <laughs> on the bike will happen. Um, as far as last. Uh, racing news i just want to give a a shout out to a friend of the podcast pat lemieux who's Mm. a much better half uh gwen jorgensen won her 10th straight world triathlon series race in 10th and it was the second time this season that it was a podium sweep of american women um including third place going to sarah true who we have heard many times on the podcast by uh, giving us a shout-out. And uh, Katie Zafrez uh, takes second. So fantastic. Three women from the United States in the 1-2-3 uh, at the World Triathlon Series race in London. Um, if For those of you who haven't seen that style of triathlon racing, it's actually exciting because it's draft legal. Um, there's a lot of uh, tactics that are um, fun to watch. Are they still mm. in the arrow bars? They, they have those little air, tiny arrow bars, you know, like those okay. little like clip-ons. The, the spaghettis or whatever? Yeah, pretty much. They can't <laughs> extend past the hoods. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. <laughs> called, I think they're called spaghettis, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're spinochis, right? Weren't they spaghettis? Yeah, yeah, something spaghetti. else. It's not spaghetti. <laughs> I like that better. The three, 3T spaghettis. So yeah. we do have... Well, they're heat moldable. You could, like, get them, and then you could, like, make them into a weird shape and put them in the oven, and then <laughs> yeah. they'd come out and be whatever shape you wanted. <laughs> this is genius. All right. Anyway, uh, let's move on to something so, real. Before we get into the two uh, big news items that we want to discuss, guys, we got a new review on iTunes. We did? Wait, I what? we didn't get any. No, That's we got amazing. a new one. And this one may be the most amazing review yet. Okay. Let's hear it. This one comes to us from Jay Gorman. Uh, Jay Gorman writes, straight from the source, sorry, uh, straight from the source, question mark. Thanks to these knuckleheads, my son got in trouble at school last week. We've grown to appreciate their nickname for Betancourt, Gummy Bear. Recognizing a quality insult, he called a pudgy kid at school this and started <laughs> small melee at recess. He called a pudgy kid at school this and started a small melee at recess because Lunchbox and his friends thought he said Dummy Bear. Oh. Not only is this kid learning dodgy nicknames for riders, he's apparently learning to pronounce them the way Tim does. In any event, this is a must-listen radio, if only for their near-constant references to obscure Minnesota gravel grinders. Oh my god, that's so... 
<laughs> so my favorite part of the review that made me crack up was how the dad in the story who's writing mm-hmm. the review says, you know, he that his son called the pudgy kid the gummy bear. And then mm-hmm. his description of the pudgy kid later was the lunchbox. The lunchbox. <laughs> Obviously, we're the bad I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if we can I, take I all the blame for this one. Oh, Gorman, we're definitely the, uh, the bad influence. So. Uh, Gor- oh, Gorman resides in uh, Washington, D.C., too. So uh, We'll take the hit oh. for that. Yeah, that's all right. We can, Thanks we for can the five-star review. <laughs> right, we'll, have to be, we'll have to be nicer to bet in car. All right, guys. Uh, I don't know if you saw the big news. But the uh, the negotiations between Iran and the United States for the nuclear program are put on hold because John Kerry rode his bike into a curb and broke his leg in oh. Switzerland. Is that where he hit a curb? I didn't know what it was. That, Apparently, that happened, he, hit a curb. he hit a curb. Now, I I'm John Kerry, of course, a big fan of cycling. Uh, during his presidential run, he had the Livestrong band on the whole time. Um, I was hoping during that 2004 tour run that. That uh, John or Kerry run. from Massachusetts, or sorry, presidential run. John Kerry would have become a fan of uh, Tyler Hamilton from the same state, and Lance Armstrong. Lance Armstrong was a fan of uh, Livestrong, Livest- mm-hmm. and it could have been a great Massachusetts versus Texas rivalry. But mm-hmm. John mm-hmm. Kerry became a fan of uh, Armstrong, and you know it was uh, politics. Politics. His advisors probably told him to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's probably actually like. Like a like a really big fan of like Santiago Potero or something, but he didn't want to like let that slip because it looked looked kind of shady. <laughs> yeah, you can't be a fan of Potero. It's like one of those phonic guys. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's John Kerry is a an established bike rider, um, almost as uh, good as uh, Oberpriller up in uh, uh, Duluth, who um, did a lot for cycling, getting money for cycling mm-hmm. infrastructure when he was a sender for Massachusetts, yeah. but. Uh, Tragic events. Yeah, so so how do you think this went down, Tim? Like I, I was looking at some photos. Um he he's got he's on his trusty uh steel possibly titanium uh serrata. Yep. Um yeah. he, had, he still has a serrata. American yeah. he had a serrata during the two thousand four as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. American made. He's got the and, garden uh, kit on. I know it wasn't a, a, a rim failure, you know, descending the mountain because he had uh, he had the clincher zips with the aluminum brake track. Um so I'm thinking maybe just operator error, but maybe he, uh, maybe one of his riding buddies kind of, you know, shut the door on him, rode him into curb. What happened here? Um, it, well, the first thing I would look at if I was the investigator and I was first on the scene, um, I would check the quick release. I'd want to make sure that the quick release was uh, oh, properly yeah. tightened. Just, I think he knows how to put his quick release okay. on. I mean, he is the secretary of well, state. Let's we, give him a little now there's bit a of huge credit. recall on the on the quick releases. We've We've oh, been, the zip we've been informed that this 1930s technology is not, no longer maybe the safest. Is how how is it even possible to make a quick release that doesn't work right anymore at this point? I mean, it's pretty simple. If you're messing up a quick release, I don't trust you to make my wheels. Right. I think that's the. So idea. Zip actually had to recall quick releases. Everybody did. Well, Trek was the only one that did it. But anyways, let's let's, let's we're getting off topic here. So, <laughs> so you're saying that. <laughs> so did someone? Are you saying did someone purposely crash John Kerry out? Possibly. I mean, I don't want to make Man, light. I mean, this is... is a tragic injury. It's a broken leg of the Secretary of State, who's probably doing one of the most important negotiations in the last twenty years. So who didn't yeah. want this to happen? Was you it think, Tinkoff? You think the Iranian, the Iranians? Oh no, him out? no. The Iranians actually want this negotiation to happen because they don't need the wow. negotiation. I mean, 
Yes, people come to don't. us also for foreign um, affairs news. Yeah. We are experts. Absolutely. Yeah, um, I don't know. Who do you think it was, Spencer? It was probably the Russians. Let's just blame the Russians. Yeah, I think I'm, it was Putin. We know. <laughs> well, yeah. We know they're shady. They're Russians. Or it was FIFA. There, there, you know, Sepp Blatter oh, was can like. Can we talk about FIFA? Because I am so happy that FIFA has made cycling look like the most well-run, like, ethical <laughs> organization in the world. Like, thank you, cycling. Because, like, we pay attention to this dumb sport of cycling. And, and you think, could anything be more just corrupt, dirty and corrupt? And, mm-hmm. oh, thank you. Yeah. Somebody, somebody has to be the worst. Yeah, so it's FIFA. It's not cycling. Well, what's the old saying? Like the state motto of Louisiana is "Thank goodness for Mississippi," and yeah. I think that mm-hmm. this is, you know, so US, you know, the UCI. Uh, um, Brian Cookson was sitting there going, "Like, thanks, Sep." Yeah, though mm-hmm. I, I have to say, I think the only reason <laughs> cycling isn't worse is just because there isn't enough money. Like, yeah, we don't have like, enough money. It's, it's a question of like so- soccer just has. Uh, the most money, so so they. I'm pretty well, sure, yeah. So they can be the most unethical. <laughs> and uh, and all of the all of his predis- or followers would uh, all like to roll around in giant piles of money, just like Sep did. Well, I yeah. think I think the thing that that should be noted here, and and this goes into a uh, friend of the podcast, Dan Craven, hmm. is that if Dan Craven was a soccer player or headed the Namibian Soccer Federation, he'd be getting millions of dollars earmarked to him from. The purse strings of Sepp Blatter, right? That's how Sepp Blatter has kept control is that yeah. he gives all the money to these small countries like the Cayman Islands where there's only 50,000 people for their vote. Yeah. You know, Dan Craven right now in Namibia, he's the African continental champion, I believe. Like he, you know, he's, or he has zero points. He's a Namibian national champion, but Namibia has zero points in the African uh, continental series. Sorry. Yeah. So, you know, there's definitely no, nowhere near as much corruption in the UCI as there is in FIFA, but there's still a lot. Mm-hmm. Plenty. There's plenty. Just, just enough. So maybe, oh man. So John Kerry, get better. We we want you, and you're you're actually yeah. like a someone that actually rides bikes. It seems that he knows what's going on. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we all crash. It we happens. All so guys, Plus he's probably got Secret Service agents riding with him, and those guys probably had never ridden a bike until they got. Put yeah. on that detail. Oh, is and that they what were like, Spencer? Are you getting oh, at that no. it was maybe Hillary Clinton, who was the Secretary of State before John Kerry, and oh, and she couldn't do the, oh, she couldn't do the negotiations with Iran, and she wants to keep the, you know, presidential. There's could a lot be. going on. There. Could be. It's nah, novels. It was, novels could be written about this. Yeah. It was probably Santorum. Santorum. Little Santorum on the road. That's there's a little right. Santorum on the road. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Uh, so, guys, other big news in Minneapolis. This one actually got picked up nationwide. I heard about this. Thank what? God it got picked up. Everyone nationwide. makes fun of uh, Florida. What is Minas- this? Minnesota took the cake. The good old pedal so pub. So stupid. The pedal pub riding their bikes around downtown Minneapolis. What's, uh, wait, what's the pedal pub? Pedal pub. You know, we there's a lot of cities that now have it. It's 10 seats on a bike where you pedal and then you drink while there's a driver. So basically it's a rolling cab where you're the uh, you're the horsepower. So you drive around in downtown streets or wherever. Okay. Get in people's way and act like a bunch so of drunk assholes. So it's a party it's a, on wheels. Yeah, it's a lot of yeah. people from the suburbs that come into town to, to drink and drive, kind of. It's like a limousine kind of. without walls. Yeah, okay. you go really slow. And open it's air. the only time you're on a bike because it's it's only the only kind of people that would do it would be people that would never actually get on a bike. Okay, I think so. It's an open air party bus 
atmosphere. A lot of hooting and hollering. A lot of, lot of hooting and hollering. So in okay. Minneapolis, there's right. a lot of people that don't like the pedal pub because they make a lot of noise. It's usually people from the suburbs. They litter. They're peeing on the side of buildings. Whatever. So there's a website, a Facebook page called People who I ride bikes would never do that. Called I Hate Pedal Pub. And they organized a <laughs> a protest. Brilliant. It's a brilliant idea, really. It's brilliant. They just rock pedal pub. They filled yeah. up water balloons and squirt guns and they so they wanted to go like do a Mad Max style raid of the slow moving pedal pub. Nice. Target. It's yeah. they perfect. Hit two of them. They hit it's two. It's foolproof. Yeah, they hit two. They got to the third one, and it was filled with off-duty cops <laughs> who tackled them off the bike. And now there's like six people that are under arrest for like misdemeanor. One assault. one has terroristic threats though, because, and it has to be because of that Facebook page, because of the organization, since they can just throw crap from the Patriot Act around like nobody's business these days. Well, mm-hmm. maybe uh, maybe not by the end of today, because they're gonna try to get rid of the Patriot Act today. Um. Yeah, I I just can't even believe that you could get arrested for water blowing a pet ballooning or like squirting pedal pubs. It's yeah, it's well, ridiculous. I, mean, I it's not that I have a track record of getting picked up by a cop for doing something equally stupid on a bike. It's not stupid. It's the most brilliant thing that's ever happened. Pedal pubs are the worst. They are anyone scourge. who's on a pedal pub pub is the worst. Hmm. And if you can't take getting hit with a squirt gun like so well and they made it sound like it was the worst thing ever like oh we can't we can't exist in a world that this we have to be worried about our driver out there on the side of the road and it's like oh yeah because the pedal pub has a top speed of three miles an hour so can you imagine if you got water in his eyes oh man <laughs> do you remember the news do you guys remember the stop. news a couple of months ago though where the pedal pub got put like turned over went down because they were going down yeah. a hill and they turned the the wheel too tight and it totally just flipped on its side. Yeah, another reason why pedal pubs shouldn't exist. Yeah. It's so, it is ridiculous that they even exist. So yeah. are there other pedal pubs? Okay, I know there's pedal pubs in Tampa. I know there's a pedal pub in Orlando, I believe. Um I know that they're in uh Minneapolis. There's one in St. Paul now. Do they in Boston? I have not seen any in Boston. I don't think they exist. I think uh Boston drivers would not have it. Um, well, part of the thing is like Minneapolis, the streets are wide. Yeah. I mean, we, they're wide. Like you can run a pedal pub down one lane and go two miles an hour and there's another lane people can pass. Um, if it was a bike going 10 miles an hour, people would honk at it and yell right. at it. But if it's a pedal pub, they're like, yeah, good job. But in Boston, I got to imagine the streets are so narrow that those people no. would just be killed. I've been downtown. <laughs> I got a block. I've been in downtown and northeast and I've seen the pedal pub go by. Yeah. And the people on the, the pedal pub are like, look at us, we're pedal. Like they're yelling that, and you're like, no, we've seen it before. People. Like it was yeah. kind of cool, maybe the first time I ever saw it, um, for a yeah, team building does, exercise. It but does it kinda... seem like everyone on a pedal pub wants to make sure everybody knows they're seeing a pedal pub as if it's a rare and amazing endangered bird that's walking down the street. What yeah, kind of? Just... I don't understand why they can't just pedal along and drink their beers without shouting at everybody. Yeah, like. I think it's because of the beers. <laughs> but I mean, also just the the. Uh, why would you go on a pedal? I guess why would you get on a pedal pub if a, you weren't? It's a look at me. Yeah. Because it's, it's embarrassing. If you 
if you were a normal person, you'd be embarrassed by the fact that you're on a pedal pub. So, and so then if those people are there and they're not embarrassed and they're out to have a good time and they don't give any shits about what anyone else thinks, why are they going to be so mad that they got splashed with a little water? I think because they're cops. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to go out on a limb and say it's because they're cops. So, um, they can't take a joke. Hmm. Well, that puts that to bed. Well, was it a hot well, day? Like, I mean, was it? could they consider the water refreshing? They probably should have, but obviously they didn't. Um, I mean, there's there's video. We'll, we'll put the, I'll put the link up. It's pretty disturbing. Uh, so it's, I'm, it makes me super happy I live in this city. <laughs> Now, we haven't gotten any uh, emails this week to the slowridepodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. We did get uh, quite a few treat, uh, tweets. Um, I want to thank uh, Tweet of the Week to no Rusto. Treats, though, people. I actually want treats. <laughs> I would like to thank Rusto88 for your Tweet of the Week. Um, and basically, it was just a simple mention, and it just said, Gah! Five places in a podium bike. And then when you log in and you actually see what the picture is on the Instagram link, it's Katie Compton. Winning a bike race with a podium bike. Katie Compton, national hero, cyclocross champion, breaking our hearts. Someone at Trek needs to talk to her. You don't bring a podium bike up. That's this? probably why she brought it up with somebody at Trek talked to her. Can, can I assume that this is in Colorado? Yes. Okay, so Colorado, you're on blast from the Slow Ride oh. podcast. Five deep podiums. What are you doing? Podium bikes. States out. Somebody, somebody needs to get on this. Who do we have who's going to step up as a volunteer from Colorado and make sure that this uh, gets nipped in the bud here before oh, it gets guys, out of control? The, scour- the, the scourge has already started. There is a po- photo posted of uh, Minnesota bike racing superstar Brandon Krawcheck, who got fourth place at a race in Kansas City. So it was like a five-deep podium. Or maybe he got third and there's five on the podium with a podium bike. That's so now it's in math. Kansas City. This... This needs to be stopped. So, this, so what you're saying is this is worse than Ebola. Yes. This is this faster. is spreading it's quickly. It's infectious and it needs uh, to be ended. And I'm pretty sure it started in Florida. Probably. And remember, we As did do have do. the picture in Florida of a sixth place person holding the first place person's bike. So that is the next step. That is when it evolves into something worse. Mm-hmm. You know, the next time I have any power at a race. I want to get everybody up there for one photo at the end of the race. Maybe put them in order. Just it might, sh- it might be time, guys, for us to come right. out of retirement and actually get on some podiums so we can bring back the podium bucket. I mean, embarrassingly, yeah, I've only been on a podium for fifth place. Um, speaking of that, <laughs> I'm gonna do. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna do the crit on Tuesday, and I'm scared. I haven't done a bike race in like seven months. This is the longest I've gone without doing a bike race in like ten years. Um, I'm, f- I'm afraid to pin the number on. You guys got any advice for me? Well, don't use the holes. On don't the use numbers. the holes in the numbers. Oh, and use okay, got it. The magic number is six pins. Uh, six or five? Six. The magic number is six, Tim. Um, one in each corner, one on the top, and help, one in the front. This doesn't help the fact the that middle. I'm just like, ugh, I'm going to be okay. in a pack going around corners really fast. Someone's going to chop me. Well, little guy, what you need to think about then, you got to think about the pictures that we got tweeted to us this week. Um, of Sylvain Chavanel playing ping pong on the mm-hmm, side that. of a mountain. Mm-hmm. That's true. That will bring a smile to my face. Very tranquilo. And, um, I, and when you and I both saw that, do you think you and I can take on uh, Sylvain Chavanel and uh, Dan from Nam? I think we have to do that. I, I don't know how want... we're going to get. 
in touch with uh, Chavanel to inform him that he's been challenged. Would Chavanel, yes. would Chavanel be the, the toughest to reach between Dan from Nam and Chavanel? Well, I think so because because I tweeted that and Dan favorited it, so I think he saw it. <laughs> so you think so? So he's down. unless he has like a media team that's like more extensive and he's more like insulated from the outside world than I'm aware. I'm kind of thinking he's like a human and he can interact with the world himself. Mm. Um, Chavanel might have handlers. We don't know. He's French. He's French royalty. He's probably got some handlers. And then, of course, we have the Shimano travel table ping pong that the Luna uh, Chicks racing team was using. And that looks pretty good, too. That might be something we can fit in the van at the Richmond 2015 mm-hmm. World Championships where we're doing a live show Yes, on the are. Friday before the World Championship race at 10 p.m. 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. Where at? It's at the Coalition... <laughs> It's at the Coalition Theater, little guy. It's at the Coalition Theater. Yep. All right, it's, cool. It's going to be a $5 cover. They they sell the boozes there. It's going to be awesome. You guys should all come. We're going to make asses out of ourselves and all of you. It's going to be great. Mostly ourselves, though. Yeah, pretty much mostly. But uh, that that is that good race advice for you, little guy? Just think about ping pong in, in worlds? I guess so. I don't know if that's actually going to help, but I'll try to make it help. <laughs> I'm going to try to well, get 16th. That's, that's my only that's my only thing is just, if I can get just 16th. attack from the gun. Ooh, that's a bad move. That's Then I'm not going to get 16th because I'm going to get dropped on the second lap then. Uh, oh. You think you can make it a lap? Off by the myself front? or yeah. just in general? Off the um, front on the first lap? You think you could make it one lap without someone uh, has no without point getting caught? I have yeah, I have zero point reference. I've been on like three group rides, and uh, I mostly just ride by myself. And um, I have no idea. I mean, I'm in the form of my life, but uh, I have no idea. No pressure. <laughs> There's no pressure, little guy. Okay, all uh, right. I'll do so, it. No I'll... pressure, little guy. You're gonna ho- you're gonna hold that torch for the slow ride podcast uh, this coming week. Yeah, no pressure, but we're looking for a 16th place. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in. You make this uh, so much fun. We really do appreciate it. We really like hearing from you on our email, uh, slowridepodcast at gmail.com. Twitter in particular is where we spend a lot of time. Um, you can also uh, you know, tell your friends about us. That would be pretty badass. Send us uh, some uh, email questions. We love the advice. As we just yeah. gave great advice to little guy here, he's going to get a strong 16th place. There's no pressure on him. Uh, but, you know, his contract well, no pressure is up for yeah. renewal at the end of the year, so I just want to yeah. throw that out. But That's cool. Uh, he needs but to I get can't some... negotiate until August, so it's okay. Yeah. Uh, thanks, of course, to BK1 for the use of the track Tama Du Cannibal off the album Radio Du Cannibal on Rhyme Sayers Entertainment for our intro. And then thanks to all of those uh, iTunes subscribers, Stitcher subscribers, leave us a review. And uh, it helps us build the show. Mm-hmm. And remember, always, always, always wave at the fellow spandex clown suit wearing nerds that you pass on the road. And for us, we'll catch up with you again next week. And until then, don't be that guy on the ride. Almost nailed it. Almost that is pretty much. I think it's nailed enough. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod.
let let me top you with a strange story. On on the river on the river bottoms yesterday, I pull over to take a pee in the woods, and as I'm peeing, something kind of zips around my head, and it's green, and I'm like, oh, I thought maybe it's a dragonfly, and then I see, and it's right in front of my face, and it's um it's a hummingbird, and it's like a couple of feet from my face, and then it zooms down and lines itself up right with my dick, and just <laughs> stares at my dick while I'm peeing. <laughs> And it's just looking at me like it's it's like two three feet away, and you know you can't stop when you're going, and especially it's out the spandex, so you're kind of like in a weird position. And it's just like because it's like I'm like, what is that? Oh, it's a hummingbird. And then it's like looking at your dick. I'm looking at your dick, and it's just floating there. And then it like was it decided, I guess that's not for me. And it and it, and it flew a couple feet over, and it landed on a branch, and it just kind of looked at me, and I finished up, and then it flew away. Oh God. <laughs> I've never even seen a hummingbird in the woods before. My whole life, I've only ever seen him at a feeder. This one came and checked me out and considered landing on me. In a very inappropriate way, I might add. He was cruising in the woods. He was totally cruising in the woods. It was so weird. You think you're alone, and then suddenly the smallest bird in the world is like, hey. Did it make you feel good about yourself, though? It made me feel really weird. And it made me feel thankful that it didn't land on me, because that would have hurt. Looking at your dick, I'm looking at your dick, 